everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It is Tuesday. Um, I believe Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> it is right around the corner. This is why I felt good about getting so much done this weekend. Because two weeks ago, I was just full on panic. I know. I'm kind of, ah, yeah. yeah. It's time. You've got time. You've got a lot of time. Oh, yeah. I'm not Lots of time. It. Besides, uh, maybe now that you've uh, won your second pickleball championship of the year, oh, you'll oh. have time to finish all your Christmas things. That was fun. We, it, was, it was wild last night. So our league play ended last night, and we played a, um, you know, a tournament. You go down to a second yeah, tier. Yeah. I don't know what they call those. Yeah. We went down in our first game to the loser bracket, and then we came back up and won. Ooh. How but many it, games did you play last night? One, two, three, Heck four, yeah. maybe five. Wow, okay. Maybe five and played the same people, two teams twice. Oh. Yeah. Because you um, had to come back up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, a, like, a, like you have a, like it's almost like a, what they call them, bowl, the bowl off, or, you, or roll off, they call it in bowling, to you battle, just, to get to the next level up. Yeah. Because it's points. Yes. Point we went thing. in, we were second, we were rated second, and then we just immediately, we lost our first game and went down, and then we hit, climbed back up, and then it was, it was very, it was like our thing at uh project done and dirty yeah. as there an audience yes oh, because wow. everyone was done playing right and they wanted to see and they watched us and it and we play at legacy hoops in woodbury and it is very loud in there and all of a sudden you actually could have heard a pin drop <laughs> and it was and and i just remember when we were doing it at lucky shots and yeah. how i was just a nervous wreck yeah, it, you know, you calm. Since you'd already been through a championship we didn't with talk. spectators, my partner and I really just didn't even talk. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. hit it. And Kristen mm-hmm. and Allie, we who we played against, were great. I mean, it was just, it was really fun. Nice. It's really fun. I always think I'm not that competitive because I don't. From shot to shot, though, Lori, I don't ever. It it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, move on. It'll always work out. Yeah, but yeah. It was fun to win. Here's oh. Dolly for you. Yeah, oh, there gosh. you go. <laughs> there, we go. <laughs> there we go. The version you never thought you wanted to hear. Yeah. I was in a roll-off once in bowling. You know, and everybody stops to watch. Everybody. It was, they had to watch. They had to watch because everyone kind of was, it was just down to the whatever to try and see. They could have left, but my ride couldn't leave because she drove me. You know, that kind of thing. There you go. And uh, my dear friends were in the friendship um, game and they're so funny. What's a friendship game? It's consolation. Consolation. Oh my God. They just called it the friendship. Shout out to Marine and Lizzie. You know who you are. Did you have a shot of um, Fireball? No. No. Because it was Monday night. No, and oh. and that feels fireball feels like because it's a pickleball tradition, but it feels like it's an outdoor tradition. Um, it's a it warms you fresh up a little air. Bit. Yeah. I, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna have one every time I play in a match <laughs> since I had such good luck with my experience. You did, um, but you don't want to come back, huh? Oh, I mean, I'd play pickleball in the outside. Yeah, yeah. Outside. It's super fun. The great outdoors. It was, and it's just say. such a great group of women, yeah. you know, and you just show up. It's yeah. easy. Everyone was wonderful. It was yeah. fun. So anyway, uh, so much gold this year for me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. Jesus. I know. And then a medallion. There Is that you, what you got a ribbon with a... A ribbon with a little... 
gold medal. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're, they're very light compared to gold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you probably your dues aren't that much, or your pickleball sanction it's, fees. Actually, it's very. It's kind you guys of nice. play like. Are you in an official pickleball? Like, it's this, we're no, at, they okay. don't have that yet, Lori. Okay, but I'm That's sure coming. that will come because it's been growing so fast and. Um, you know, making sure people are rated the right way is right. happening more yeah. closely. And As there's more league play, then yeah. they'll want to get... It's so fun. More parameters yeah. around it. I but think so. I kind of think it's more fun to just be in the fun league of it, not have to pay sanction fees and have rules How and a president. How can you afford it on and, top of your gym fees, the, yeah, fees, the cable fees, the 17 uh, streamer fees, you know. Um, well, Gas we get, is cheap. Yeah. And chocolate, I just want to say that. Yeah. Chocolate is kind of at an all-time low, so if people are looking for Bad good, for the chocolatiers, so no, buy a lot from your artisans. Not but I mean, they're they're buying the chocolate. The prices have gone down, and they said that is one of the most affordable gifts to give this there year for the holidays. There you go, mm-hmm. chocolate and booze, fudge for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, chocolate, we got um, our, a box from Dueling Grandmas. Both you and I, they yes. make the most amazing shortbread. Yes. And delicious. Thank you. Thank Beyond, you. So thank you for sending from our, our friends at Dueling Grandmas. That's a great gift. And then speaking of Dueling Grandmas, or just speaking of people that are grandparent age, um, Dion Warwick is 83 today, Julia. Hey. Grandparent legend. age. I love yeah, I know. You could be a grandparent at 30. She's, uh, yeah. But uh, she's Eight. 83 today, and Graham posted her singing one of her signature songs, Walk On By. We're going to see her get inducted into the Kennedy, the, uh, Kennedy Honors. So someone, I bet, will sing this song, whoever, who's ever performing. And then last night, the Barry Manilow Christmas special was as cheesy and as corny as you could possibly get. He's 80. He is crushing it. Big orchestra. I had to call my mom. Don't forget to DVR your your boyfriend Barry Manilow. She just has always wanted to see him in concert. Oh yeah, and it was just it was just cheesetastically great Christmas thing. And you know, here here's something interesting because I said, "Oh, Lori, are you a fan of Low today?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what they call themselves. That originated when Barry Manilow was on a Will and Grace episode, and that's how the turn. Term kind of did did uh, what's his name uh, Jack coin it? Probably. He he just he didn't say, but it was just the term Fanalo came out then from as from him being on Will and Grace, and he just recently did an interview and he says I didn't like it in the beginning. Oh, I thought it was kind of a put down that people would say there were Fanalos, but people would come up to me and say I'm a, I'm a Fanalo, and they'd be so proud. That I just decided I should like this, yeah. and and I do like it now. And you can just see yeah. him, our little um, he's golden po- he's labradoodle so, face. Oh, he's just so good and tight, and he just had uh-huh. a littlest, littlest eyeliner on. He had a beautiful red sequin jacket, and you know he had like twenty-seven piece orchestra, and then three backup singers. And I really like his version. Even of Mariah's song, All I Want for Christmas. Yes, I told you, it's not as upbeat. No, it's not. And then, you know, when he sings, I write the songs. That's one of the few sappy songs I honestly really do Mandy used to be. Mandy. Mandy was one for me. But I write, I mean, those are good, good songs. We got to enjoy these legends. They're all crushing it right now. They really are. Okay, so here's something that, um, speaking of orchestras, 
Rob Grouse. What, what's Gronk? Rob yeah. Gronkowski. Yes. You know what he's doing? No. no. What's he got going on? He will sing the national anthem at the L.A. Bowl at the SoFi Stadium this Saturday for college football. <laughs> and he's going to be backed by the New Directions Veterans Choir. So well, I thank think... goodness. That's good. <laughs> there you go. That's how you and, and I, I could sing something, as yes. long as we're backed by a full choir. <laughs> that is louder than us. That's and our mics correct. are turned down. But mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a funny one for yeah. him. He's been all over the place Gronk. lately. Yeah. Is he retired from his yes. yep. Yep. career? He's been doing a lot of um, commentary he... before games, doing a lot of stuff for Fox. Yes. Oh, so he wants to be a... Uh, he wants to be an analyst, world. yeah. He yeah. wants to do that, too. I thought he was doing all of his THC medication. That, yeah, that that's too. his side that's gig. That's side. But, but he's definitely... You'll find him on Fox every Sunday doing something goofy because he's that goofy guy. He's a goofy Everyone guy. needs that goofy guy. Yeah, they do. They do. And we saw our beautiful guy last night on Kimmel, and we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk... Movie star. Movie star. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law, dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason, and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce, so whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Kiss me, George Clooney, the movie star. Okay, so, you know, in any other year, his movie that he produced and directed, The Boys in the Boat, based on the book, would be an Oscar contender. Of course it would And it's not this year. It's like, it's not even, I mean... it's barely being talked about. so Which I don't understand, though. But maybe we can't look to the Golden Globes right now as being the arbiter. But And it hasn't maybe the... I, I don't know. I don't know what, but it seems like this is Oscar picture. A true story about that takes a, place in the 1936 about this University of Washington rowing, rowing team. team who represented America at the Olympics. And were on the rowing team because it mean it meant they could eat because right. they were part of the team. I mean, right. it was depression era, and they go to Berlin, represent America. I mean, it just like sounds like all the things. But George Clooney, he's not caring if he's in the running. He's just showing up like the movie star he is. And he, he had his L.A. premiere, showed up on Kimmel, Grant posted... Uh, George in a mall. She's wearing the most stunning yellow dress. The cut of this dress. She doesn't have a stylist. And Grant and I were talking. And I was like, "Yeah, when you look like that, you just you don't, don't need one. You don't need oh, one. Beautiful. She's just so gorgeous. That hair, Funny. that yellow. Anyway, so he's on Kimmel last night, and they really barely talked about the movie. I thought one of the cuter bits, and he does like teasing people it's part of his movie star persona you know he's the settled down the aging veteran he's got these six-year-old twins that we have never seen a picture of you know they are very 
And I, I envision one looking like him and one looking like her. We saw like a her. very early picture, and I'm dying to see him. Because we they had saw hats on coming out of did. a hotel in New York. Oh, and they, God. But here's uh, Clooney does like to joke about his kids that they're trilingual <laughs> because a mall it, it <laughs> yes. speaks like four languages. So yeah. here we go. Here it is. Did you know I saw your wife on Saturday night? I do. I know that. And she told me that your kids now speak two languages that you don't speak. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a very smart person. <laughs> and I've armed my children. They speak French and they speak Italian. And, uh, and my wife speaks French and Italian. You are at a tactical disadvantage yeah. right now. Yeah, what's well, got two thumbs and doesn't speak French or Italian, right? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's okay, though. You know, I, I kind of, I'm enjoying the ignorance of it all. Are you? Yeah, I'll be like sitting there and the kids will look at me. You'll be like, hey, Papa, this Franzo, eh? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of enjoy it. Did you think they, maybe they think you're dumb? Because yes. you don't understand? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, uh, like, I'll try to fake something and in, in the wrong land, you know, and they'll just look at me like, they just look at me like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, you're six. I had this with my daughter the other night. I said to her that I didn't graduate college. She's like, you didn't? She goes, are you dumb? <laughs> well, my like, son's in love with Batman. Right, he's uh, in love with. It's all he talks about is Batman, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know, I was, I was Batman, and he's like, yeah, not anymore. And I'm like, wow, he has no idea how right he is. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. You, how s- do you tell your six-year-old son that Batman had nipples? <laughs> how do you do that? How do you not? I guess you do it in French. Is yeah. really how you do it. Yeah. Right. Les nipples. Les nipples. Anyway, they just went on and on, and they just talked uh, about the movie just a little bit in the segment, second segment. He said that he, you know, he got COVID, and uh, and he did some directing from his iPad via Zoom <laughs> when they were making this movie. Yeah, and he just he loved the book. Well, so the book much. is amazing. If and I think the, so many people have read it, and I just read it probably in the last six months. This book, Grant, you would love. It's if you want if someone doesn't love to read this is the book yeah. to get them because Ford it's story true story right wow. it's a, a redemption story cool. about a young man whose family is divided because of a lot of different reasons and the dad it, it but according to the review right now Lori I mean the story should be this should be a great movie yeah but now when you just said to me he directed some of the things via Zoom. That might be what's coming out in the very, very limited reviews that I'm reading. Yeah, well, Joel Egerton is in it, and Callum Turner Mm -hmm. are also in it. And George, we thought he was going to have a great movie with Monument Man about the Army uh, mission that was uh, about recovering lost and stolen looted art in the Nazi area, and that movie didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. And, of course, who can forget Leatherheads? Which was terrible, and that was filmed in Duluth. (laughs) So this is kind of what they're saying um, about it. And this is... This is film snob reviews, and there are. It's hard to find a review. Yeah, because I think they're embargoed. That's why I'm not sure that this is a good review. The the real movie critics have been asked to hold the review yet. Well, here's what they say. Okay. D minus. Oh, dear. Another bad, non-offensive, saccharine, boring Amazon movie for the holidays. The Boys in the Boat is is unremarkable for its lack of creativity or sheeny presentation marred by blinded rich Hollywoodites. Am I cynical? 
I yes. don't think so. Again, I think this could Julia, be... Julia, I don't even trust this source <laughs> that you're writing from. It might be somebody who just doesn't like George Clooney politically. Well, there's a strand on Reddit about it. It's very high, hard. I think... you yeah. got to wait until we have real critics, real reviews coming out on this. It should be great. It should be great. And the other thing that he, he did earlier this year that I forgot about is he was in production with Brad Pitt... On this movie called Wolves. Yes. Which they play two fixers who end up on the same job. So now we'll have two people, two movie stars in one movie whenever that comes out. But think about how cool that idea is. Yeah, I know. Because Ray Donovan, how much do we miss Ray Donovan on Showtime? What a great show. If you've never watched it. So Grant, good. I think you binged on it when we oh, first yeah. started working with you. So good. So good. Um, and even the movie that wrapped it all up was oh, good. Oh, I wish. Mm-hmm. I get jealous because a friend of mine just watched, what was the other Showtime one with Claire Danes? Oh, Homeland. Just binged Amazing. it. And I was so jealous that she just got to see it all for the first time. Because there's some really amazing. That that's mm-hmm. That's one, Ray Donovan. But to have two fixers end up on the same job, that that could be good. And it's called Wolves. And um, it sounds interesting. It sounds very good. Yeah. The Boys in the Boat. I hope it's good. I do too. And yeah. then. Because uh, uh, the book is so great. Right. I mean, it's got a great origin story. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise was spotted uh, in at a party in London canoodling with the 36 year old ex wife of a diamond trading oligarch who was on Pootie's most wanted list. Oh, is he trying to bring what? Mission Impossible Ooh, to his real well, life? The other rumor that's out there is He's, that she's uh, her husband, and they had a very acrimonious ex husband. Ex husband, they had very acrimonious divorce that just ended. But she was like, "I had to end it because he's on the Kremlin's most wanted list." This is Tom Cruise's possible. They were inseparable, and the DJ had to ask the party goers not to take pictures of Tom Cruise dancing with. Well, you know what he's rumored to be doing right now mm-hmm. is taking over um, Paramount Pictures. Oh, Sherry really? Lan- yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the big rumor that's been out there for like three months, wow. three days. Well, that's always been his exclusive it's, deal. The Sherry Redmond, you know, Redmond owned it, mm-hmm. and her, her, his daughter is running it, and there was this big rumor out there like two wow. days ago, wow. and I kept... Seeing as Tom Cruise going to take, you know, controlling um, interest, yeah, interest it, in Paramount. It's common I think he's given and... too much of his money to Scientology. Ah, he can get it back. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> he could be doing deals where he works out movie rights, where he gets paid like a lot of these athletes now. Rather than getting paid money, they get interest in the team. So he could oh do like another God, Top Gun movie, and right? hey, you know, part of the profits give me interest in Paramount. That could be what he's doing. Who yeah. knows? Hey everybody, Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skin Clinic. So I'm at the liquor store where everybody knows my name. Mm-hmm. And this one friend of mine, he's like, I gotta I gotta get something for my wife. She doesn't want, he said, jewelry. she wants me to, she doesn't want jewelry and she wants me to surprise her, but she doesn't want clothes or handbag or shoes. What should I get her? And I said, you should go to Minneapolis and I go write this down, mplsskin.com. You can buy her gift card. You can get a 250 gift card that you only spend 200 for, or 500 and only spend 400. I said, but then she'll take care of doing some nice things for her skin, or maybe she's going to use it for Botox. That maybe she's not 
keeping in the budget. She wouldn't right. use it for herself. And he's like, that is a great idea. She never does stuff like this. It's a great idea. And, and again, he, he goes, no, she won't be offended. I said, no. No, no me? one would be. No. MPLSSkin.com. The holiday promotions are right on the front page. Click on the red tab. Buy your gift cards. Also, discounts on the Hydrofacial, the best That's ever right. pricing. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've got another edition of the LoJ Book Club, Lori and Julia Book Club. We are delighted to have Joan Meyerson with us. Her new, her first novel is Who Needs Paris? Welcome, Joan. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Um, okay, so this, I... Lori loves Paris. Yeah, Lori loves Paris so much. You're I, making gesticulating sense. <laughs> I was just like so excited to read your book because you just oh. beautifully draw the picture of Paris. But oh. Oh, I think the other thing, too, that I think it's fun to read books that are set in Paris is even if you've never been to Paris, people feel like they have been to Paris because That's it's been right. in so many movies and TV shows. It kind of feels That's like right. a place you've been. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's like it's like a dream. And even when you go there, it's hard to believe it's real because you've seen all these movies and you've seen all these wonderful things happening. And there you are, walking around right where right where it happened. And it's uh, it, 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 I, I, every time I go there, I I ask myself, why is this so beautiful? Why is this? You know, what what is it about? What is it about Paris that's so wonderful? And and I, you can't put your finger on it, but it's there. It's just in the air and the way it looks and and the food and the people and the, the Francais, as they say. Yeah, is, <laughs> so, it, so, is so it? Was that why you wanted to? We're going to have you tell us the setup of Who Needs Paris Food. Sure. Is it because you love Paris that you wanted to set your first book? That you've, I mean, you're a writer. You're <laughs> yeah. you've won WGAs and TV writing, but right. do you just love Paris? Yeah. And you're like, I'm setting my story in Paris. <laughs> You know, I guess, well, uh, what happened was, you know, as, as you know, that I, I I did a lot of other writing and documentaries and uh, other kinds of things like that, National Memorial Day concert, where I would interview people and, and tell their stories. And they were all wonderful stories. And that's how I realized that the best, the best, the best stories are those that come from real life. And I, but I had done it for many years and it felt like it was time, time to move on. And I've always kind of had this dream that, Someday I would write a novel, you know. So, and and what happened to me when trying to think of what I would write, I realized that as I just told myself, talked to myself, and that the best things and the best stories come from real life. And there were these two times that I lived in Paris that were rather monumental for me personally. Uh, both very different, but both you know both um, a real part of, of who I am today. And so I, uh, at first I was trying to decide, do I want to write about when I was there in the 60s at, and at the mm-hmm. Sorbonne and a young student, or do I want to write about, you know, 13 years later when I was a grown-up and, 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 and already a professional writer and, you know, meeting all kinds of interesting people. And I, I didn't know which one to do. And finally, I realized that actually one would not have happened without the other, that the, that the whole story, the real story was in, in, those, in both of those two times. Ah, mm-hmm. so, so you... that's why, that's why I, I did it, you know, it's because it, what happened to Kate, Kate is our, my character, mm-hmm. uh, in the 60s, you know, it was wonderful, it was beautiful, it was everything she dreamed Paris would be until it wasn't, and, you know, and then it was horrible because of this 
catastrophic love 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 interest love affair and and then when she went back home she swore she'd never go back to paris because she avoided it like the plague because of her experiences and finally 13 years later she uh, she's really going nowhere she's shut down she hasn't been able to deal with what happened to her you know before mm-hmm. and so but but she gets a job a, a french a french tv director uh wants to hire her to come to paris to help him out uh to <clears throat> to do a documentary on the Deauville uh, film festival and so she decides that you know ultimately She's finally got to face the past, and maybe this will help her. And so she goes reluctantly. And then, surprise, surprise, it's it's a whole different city, and it's beautiful, and she has a terrific experience, and it's fun, and it's, you know, the the, the novel is is fun, and it's it's a little sexy, and it's all those things. But, uh, yes, I heard that, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the past still is there, and she still hasn't been able to, you know, focus on it. So, so, but being there, it, it's actually somebody else uh, said the same thing that I've been thinking all along. It's it's really sort of a coming of age novel, mm-hmm. but at the age of thirty, at the age of thirty five, let's put it this way, she, you know, she really does begin to mature and and fight for the freedom, fight for the ability to to be free for herself, you know free herself from that, to find her true self, you know, to, to really do that. So so I realized that it really was one story but but two different two different time periods. Yeah. And you know, reading reading your book too, I it made me think and also I guess because of your experience being a TV writer. Right. But Julie and uh-huh. I love this show Call My Agent, which was a Netflix Oh yeah show based you know took place in paris but all about you know all this kind of stuff and i was just like oh this is giving me shades of call my agent if i if we were ever to see who needs paris on a a small screen oh (laughs) that's right well that's my one of my favorite shows too call my agent i just love that show it was it was perfect and i think you're absolutely right it was it gave you a realistic feeling of paris Mm -hmm. emily in paris you know is real but it was but it was the paris that 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 you really can kind of fall in love with and and that's uh when i was living there especially in the 70s it was more like that Mm -hmm. i think um You know, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Joan Meyerson. Her first novel is Who Needs Paris? And it's set in the 60s and in the 70s in Paris. And and we were just talking about Emily in Paris. And the producer, you know, did a blurb for you in that she absolutely, Uh she loved your book because of the the juicy descriptions of the great city (laughs) of lights. Um, Do you, you know, I can't imagine Paris in the 60s or 70s. Well... I, yeah, I guess, you, you know? know, the fashion, but the thing about Paris, and you can tell uh-huh. me if you agree, Joan, but one of the things, uh-huh. other than the fashion changing, and of course, with the exception of when it was Nazi-occupied, but Paris stays the same. Uh-huh. Eight, you know, yeah. 1920, 1970, 2020, because... From the, an architectural From an architectural point of view, and very mm-hmm. much so, it stands alone, yeah. and there is something romantically reassuring about that. That's it. That's right. That's right. I mean, when you go, and when you go back, I mean, every time I go back, I, I walk around, and I, and I ask my husband, why, why is this? Why do I feel so good here? Why is this, you know... Uh, 
so great. And it's hard to say, but it's just it's just imbued in the air. And you, like you say, the buildings, the architecture, uh, even the customs, co- not cost, costumes, customs. Yes. Uh, that they have, the, all the things that you say. I mean, you still, when you walk into a little boutique, you must say, and this is, this is what I learned in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, you must say, bonjour, madame. Yes. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, yes. And then when you leave the store, you've got to say, merci, madame. And if you don't, you know, you're just not a good person. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's just a wonderful, I don't know, it's just, it, you do begin to, when you when you live there for a few months, it's, uh, you do begin to just take on those, all of those customs and, and live with it. And it's, um, and the, all the little shops, I mean, it, just everything about it. And they've been smart. They have not they've torn down all those buildings, as you say, and then mm-hmm. they uh, on the outskirts of Paris, there is a whole. Uh, yes, sure. But I never. I went there once, and I swore I'll never go back again because it's all these skyscrapers, and you don't want yeah. to even think about it. How like genius that. for Paris, though, to say this is our footprint. We're sticking with this. Mm-hmm. We're not the changing our gardens. It. Are everything? Everything is. It cons- makes it timeless yep. in a way that it never ever gets old to be revisited. And your story, and I did describe it, you know, I said it really is a coming of age story in the sense you are so different at 26 uh-huh. versus 36. Yes. I mean, it's like okay. almost two lifetimes have could have gone by. There's so much ways that you change. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, like 20, 22 to 35. But, yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it, does, it did, it did uh, I don't think my character, Kate, changed that much until she got there and yes. found this different Paris. But really, it was her ready to ready to come to grips with who she was and to go on with life, you know, because, like, I mean, just a, a simple ex- example is that, to, that you know, she had been, a, she worked in documentaries, but she'd never been a producer. She helped, she, she made these films without, but the boss always took the credit or she would do a lot of the work, but not. And that was the way it was back then, mm-hmm. you know, especially even, even the beginning of the 70s. But the 70s were beginning to start, you know, a little bit more libertarian, too. Yeah. And uh, so... When she goes back and she's still doing this, she's realizing that yeah, you know, I could do this. I don't need <laughs> I don't need the boss to tell me what to do because I'm basically telling the boss what to do. Yeah, she's but very I, good at, yes, at her is. job. And uh, congratulations on Hadley House is your publisher, and they're right here yes, in the, in the Twin, Twin Cities. Cities. Yes, I know. I, I I just love Alice Mann. Has been terrific, and she just had nothing but praise for you guys. She said she loves. She loves listening to your show. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah, they, they, yes, yes. She's a, they she do a really good job, and we've had a lot of the author of that. The book is Who Needs Paris? The author is Joan Meyerson. Joan, we have to ask you, what's the last great book that you read? The, well, you know, I think one of my favorite books that I, that I read, uh, was, I guess it was the beginning of last or last year or, the, or this year, I can't remember, uh, but, but a year ago, was is a uh, 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 where the where, where the crawdads? Oh, sure. By Delia mm-hmm. Owens. That, mm-hmm. was, that was I thought was just a beautiful, beautiful book and one that captivated me. And I ha- kept having you know to to keep reading it. I and I thought it was beautifully written too. It's so that, that that's a classic. Exactly. It is. Well, we yeah. we. We are so delighted to meet you and to have read your book. Oh, Who needs okay. Paris? Yeah, fantastic. Thank, thank you so much for being oh, on our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me with you, having me with you. <laughs> and, uh, 
And yes, and, and you find out who needs Paris. We all need Paris. We all so need Paris. It's really, That's great. It's a, it really is a fun fun read. So I'm glad that you liked it. Yes, and we uh, have fun with it. Enjoy it. Okay, okay thank, thank you. you. It's so nice to talk to you. You Bye-bye. too. Lori, you've been telling me this for years. What? You have to go to Paris. You oh. have to go to Paris. I know. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I had such a bad experience when I was younger. We'll talk about well, that, that later. That could be your yeah. the book is such a different experience such, because you were on a ro- ill romantic journey with someone you didn't like. So of course, and I relying on them for money. Mm-hmm. It was just like the worst. All right, Grant. We've got three copies to give away. Give us a buzz at six five one six four one one zero seven one, and Grant will help you out there. And we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. If you're just joining us, we just got done talking um, with Joan Meyerson about her new book, Who Needs Paris? And she's like this huge deal. She's been on the WGA Writers Guild Board since 1972. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has won major awards. She, you know, created programs Zoo Life with Jack Hanna on PBS. Wow. Other, did other things for Disney and PBS and is really you know, been in the industry for a long time. And this is her very first novel. And when I also, when I told her her book reminded me of Call My Agent, the French Netflix show about this talent agency in Paris. And it had real life people appearing as themselves. But when she writes about the film festival and producing all these things and finding who she have to find the star I feel like there is a lot of true stories that she's writing about of things that she did because yes. it's so good and inside with juicy details. Yes. And she, about how she had to track down who was the guy I for the film rem- festival. I can't remember. In the book. But she names drops real people. Mm-hmm. So in that way, too, it reminded me. I mean, we should have asked her if it's been an option yet. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And again, back to Call My Agent. If you've never seen that oh, on fabulous. Netflix... It's, Five seasons. It, I hated that ending, too. I miss those people. Same. And one of them is, is on em- Emily, Emily Paris, Paris. The, boss, the Parisian woman. She's so fabulous. But yeah. anyway, that that's pretty cool. And um, so we want to give a shout out to our winners. You know who you are. Joan, what, Sarah, Colleen, and Chris. New winners today. Fabulous. Thank you. And um, want to remind people two things. We are going to be at Hammernix this Thursday from 3 to 6. At their Hudson location, mm-hmm. Santa is going to be making a stop. Beautiful, fun show planned for you there. We hope you can come out because that store is is you know it's it's so gorgeous. Yeah, good stuff. And also, we are giving away later in our show today a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Wild hockey game next Thursday, a week from this Thursday, on um, the twenty first of December, when they play against Montreal. Montreal hockey, yeah. and a great place to get your flirt on. Absolutely, and the new thing. Remember, There's so many men at those wild. Remember, games. Grant, we talked about this that you can now, if you don't have your own wild jersey, oh yeah, that guy, guy let, has him renting them right yeah. outside the main gate. They're right, kind of. It's from where I've seen him when I've been down there. Mm-hmm. The old uh, what's the bar that we love that just the left? Liffy, the, the oh the the corner one, Lori, corner. that you loved. Oh, Eagles. The Eagle, the, the Eagle. Eagle. So it'd be kitty corner yep. to the Eagle over there. And he has his truck and he's got a whole closet, every size, every style, every yes. player, 20 to 30 bucks. And you return it after the game. It's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Very, Love it. Very okay. economical. This is getting out of hand. Now, we what? had <laughs> um, last night, a- Amy and TJ dropped their second podcast 
Okay. Um, I tried to listen, but it's so bad. It's out of hand. So last week after they did their (laughs) thing where they're trying to rewrite their timeline and blame the media and that and actually said the words, CJ actually said, we lost the jobs we love because we love each other. And it's like, dude, this isn't a lifetime movie because if it was, there's going to be very different. Well, that's going to be the ending. These two, it's not going to last between these two. But they went on and on about their love and they were outed and this and that and the other thing. And then, you know, they got the reverse Uno card two hours later when it came out while we were in Hastings (laughs) that Andrew Shue and TJ Holmes' ex Marley are dating each other and have been dating each other. They pulled a Shania. So Amy and TJ, that partner swap. uh, Yeah, all their thunder stolen, you know, because that's all people are like, get us camera stats. So today they have the second episode. And. They also said all kinds of nonsensical things like TJ Holmes saying that truck drivers and stewardesses, okay, people really don't use that word anymore unless you're like maybe over the age of 70. We say flight attendants. And as shamanists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were coming up to them and in the elevators, we're rooting for your love. Okay. There's no way a truck driver said that to TJ Holmes. So today, and we know that they aren't getting that much fan because they haven't allowed comments on their Instagram pages since they came back. They'll get like 5,000 likes and there'll be one comment. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I've, yeah. I have friends that have been, Oh, wow. Yeah, so they don't bad. turn on anything. So they have another episode that drops. Wow. Okay? Wow. Okay, here's what they said. TJ. There were other headlines this week with agendas, and we absolutely anticipated that was going to happen. There's nothing we could do about those. But this place, this podcast, and this platform, we're committed to a place that is not going to be about gossip. This is not going to be a place where we clap back at headlines. This is not going to get in that back and forth games because gossip is toxic. What is he spewing from his therapy notes? Okay, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Because, because again... (laughs) The photo of him promoting this is him with a cup of tea, with a tea bag hanging uh-huh. over the side, and them saying, we are going to spill, spill the, the tea, tea, which is embracing the whole gossip language. Thank you. I mean, okay. what are they talking about? Okay, so this is he, this is how they start out the show. I'm so embarrassed. This is what we're calling this uncomfortable moments by oh. OJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is so cringy, and that's how they start out the show. And then Holmes adds, and so today we are here We are happy, we are healthy, we are grateful, we are touched by the response, we're onward and upward, taken right out of a Sunday service, okay? And um, and then, oh, and then they said, um, and then Amy said, well, after this year, I'm so grateful to be able to get chills about something so positive, and that was that they ended up at... The L.A. Jingle Ball. They went to two Jingle Balls, coast to coast, L.A. and New York. So what? I mean, painful. Okay. She said we we flew out to L.A. proudly. Didn't have to duck paparazzi, walked right off that plane holding hands. It was amazing. It's funny how the smallest things suddenly feel so great. And that was one of them. And that was no small thing. Now, I thought they weren't going to address gossip. No one was asking about how they felt going to a red do they carpet. Do, are they giving us anything different besides no, themselves? Go okay, go. And we had fun, and we were just being us, Amy said, talking about L.A. Jingle mm-hmm. Ball red yep. carpet. We saw the pictures. I mean, 
Yeah. Does this need a whole? And apparently, we would do a whole segment on it, but they're yeah. bigger. And she said, and apparently, <laughs> we were handsy and a lot of PDA, but we're in love. I don't know how else to act. And then he said, well, I have a bad habit of when I put my arms around you, my hands um, end up lower than the waist and it stays there. I'm just trying to break the habit publicly. Okay, I thought you guys weren't gossiping. Because okay. I think it's cute. We had a fun night. We got to step out as a couple. Then they talked about the dirty dancing that was reported on. And he said he doesn't even know how to dance to Yacht Rock. Okay, about that I hope there's another line in this because I want to hear more. But that is, that's cringy. We'll be back.